Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. Uh, my name is Ryan Miller, and sitting beside me, as always, is my wife, Lauren. Hello. We are from Hamilton, Ontario, and one half of the Double Doubles. Of course, as always, sitting across from us is Ryan and his wife, Lauren, from London, Ontario. Hello. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we are doing a special bonus episode today, specifically to talk about what we know about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. Um, I think, you know, we have a we have an opening date, August 29th. Um, which is soon. Which is super yeah. soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're really excited uh, to, to be able to kind of finally get in and see the land in person. But it, I do think, like... We just said this before we started. No one here, I think, is as excited as Lauren. Yeah, right? <laughs> That's right. Listen, I'm going to be honest, people. I'm not that huge of a Disney fan. I know. This, this, people are like, what? Shock. Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> Shocking. I don't know names. I don't know places. I can't remember <laughs> anything. And yet, when Ryan was like, I don't know, you know, maybe we should go to like an all-inclusive. And I was like, no, we're going <laughs> to Star Wars. So I'm super excited. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, I think uh, it's it's been hard to tell. It's been hard to gauge because uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opened phase one opened at Disneyland uh, earlier this year. And uh, and I know the crowds have not been super, uh, super high, uh, but it's still very popular among the people who are there. We anticipate that Walt Disney World uh, will see more of the crowds. Yeah, I, I think, think it's going to be busier. I yeah. think we've seen a a bit of a different rollout. So Disneyland, you got those, um, the reservations to enter for a certain amount of time when it first opened, if you were staying at one of their three resorts, obviously Walt Disney world can't do that because they have what, like over 25 easily resorts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's just not the capacity. Um, but well, we'll talk about this, I think a little bit later, but we did see some kind of reservation rollout recently. Yes. Um, so we'll talk more about that, but, I also I think- wonder how much um, we're noticing with the kind of the lower crowds in Disneyland is based on you have locals who can kind of yes. put off their trip for a couple weeks versus Disney World where you're going to have people who are coming from all over the world and they might not get back for yep. two, three years. And so this is their chance. So so it is going to be interesting to kind of see, is it going to be as packed yeah. as we've kind of thought Disneyland was going to be? Um, and if so, is that... I think going to be directly related to the fact that you are kind of got a more international uh, guest from, from Disney world. Absolutely. Well, also they had, um, I think currently or just when Disneyland opened galaxy's edge, there was a, uh, block on some of their pass holders yes so that most of the down. locals who are pass holders yeah. yeah but right now i think they've just started pass holder previews mm-hmm. at walt disney world yes yes i saw some cast photos member of, yeah. so people are getting in and i'm pretty sure it seems to be almost exactly what's at disneyland yeah yeah it is a larger land, right? Like it's physically right. more space. There's more because they have more space to work with. Exactly. Uh, and for uh, for those who are brand new to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, uh, it is located in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Right. Uh, specifically, like I mean, it's kind of at the back of the park, um, where nestled in between Toy Story Land and the Muppet Courtyard. Um, so in between those two lands, uh, are the entrances into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, and much like Disneyland, it is opening in two phases. The first phase, which most of the land is, uh, is opening, um, August 29th. 
but the rest of the land, phase two, uh, opens December the 5th. And so phase one is basically Smuggler's Run. Yeah, right? the Millennium Falcon smug- Smuggler's Run, for sure. And phase two is Rise of the Resistance. Yes. Which is the big one, right? Yes. I feel like that's yes. the one that there's a little bit more mystery around it. It seems to kind of, they've talked about it having, um, I don't know, more tech technology being more more advanced yeah it's supposed to be a really immersive uh experience and we'll talk about that in a a couple minutes um but maybe let's talk about crowd control right now because i think uh one of the best things that walt disney world is doing currently to uh to kind of anticipate the crowds or the addition of extra extra magic yeah. hours so i think like ryan and lauren had some plans we have big plans yeah that's so right let's hear. you <laughs> just get out of our way so we're only there we're only going to the parks for three days in october but like we're gonna start at five in the morning that's when the buses start we're staying at coronado so we're gonna get on the bus at 5 a.m okay We'll see how that goes because I'm not a really a morning person. So we're going to like just do my best. But, you know, and then we're going to get to the park as fast as we can so that we can get and see everything and not stand in line as much as I'm sure we will. Also, maybe I have these dreams anyway. Know that this is a this is a trip without your kids. That's yes. right. No kids. So yes. Would right. you try I, to do that with your this kids? This is a really no. good question. No, I don't think. No. Yeah, I don't think on vacation that I would wake my kids up. Um, now, we're lucky on vacation we're not lucky for the other 360 (laughs) days of the year but our kids do get up pretty early so um that might benefit us but there's no way we'd be able to get out the door with the 10 and 6 year old we can't we can't do anything until they've eaten but with us we we can can do that right we can just go hit it hard and then eat and um yeah i i didn't realize that that the buses start an hour before the parks open even at five yeah ryan was explaining that to me so i'm pretty excited so we're like you gotta aim to get there as early as possible and then if things don't work out we've got like two more days because we've got park hoppers that we can go back to to hollywood studios so yeah so let's say this is unprecedented in terms of how much uh extra magic hours are being rolled out right i was not excited about that because it's also not just hollywood studios in order to disperse the crowds absolutely so disney i think is anticipating lots of people and they want to make sure that you know everyone gets a chance to an equal opportunity to see uh star wars galaxy's edge and if they only had extra magic hours on one or two days a week that park would be jam-packed and you'd never get through everybody you'd have lines everywhere so instead uh until the end of october is that correct at the the end of october we have extra extra magic hours so at hollywood studios the extra magic hours are from 6 a.m to 9 a.m yes uh and then they also have extra magic hours from eight to nine no seven 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 to to nine seven to nine seven to nine or seven to eight but they start at seven that's right yeah Um, magic kingdom magic Magic kingdom Kingdom and and animal Animal kingdom Kingdom. absolutely so there are multiple options for people to to use extra magic hours and they are still only available to people who are staying at a walt disney world resort or the good neighbor resorts so this is a good reason to like plan a last minute 2019 october vacation people yeah absolutely yeah yeah Yeah, though i would say honestly like i don't know if i would try hollywood studios with an off-site reservation right if i'm staying at the holiday inn on international drive or wherever I, I just I don't think that this is the time to do Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think you hold off until next trip. Uh, yeah. I think you go to the you know Epcot or wherever else you want to go. I, I mean, I think you just you're going to be inundated with people at nine o'clock in the morning. I'm, I'm really curious. I don't. I change 
my prediction kind of moment to moment. <laughs> I don't know. Part of me thinks, yeah, not everybody, especially families, are not going to get to the to the park at 6 a.m. But then I think, oh, I don't know. What if they're big Star Wars fans? Am right. I going to arrive and be surprised Wait, by the crowds? those Star Wars fans are used to staying up all night and yeah. waiting in line at the movie theater, right? So, so yeah. who knows? So, so who the, knows? Ex- the extra magic hours... Me. Uh, start at six, uh, which means the buses, you're right, do start leaving the resorts at five o'clock in the morning. Um, but there are some people who are wondering, uh, us included, about whether we should go even before then. Like yeah. if you take a, an Uber or a Lyft uh, to, to the park um, to kind of be there and ready to line up but we, at five we or are just going, before. We're going early September. So by that point, the galaxy's edge will only have been open for a couple Two weeks. weeks or less so so i don't know we'll we'll feel it out but i think i think it's important just yeah if you can be there early get there early and uh, just curb your expectations a little bit just kind of be prepared for anything and i think that's the route we're going but yeah. i'm curious what um okay so you're on the bus at five you're there you're let's say going through the gates at six like, where are you going? What are so you doing? So I want doing? you to just imagine me with my camera, like, just fanning. Okay. Like, I'm yes. just going to be, like, taking pictures of everything, going crazy. I don't even expect to get on a ride because we don't even have fast passes. Like, there are no There's fast, there are no fast, fast passes. passes. Yeah. I think right you'll now. get on a ride, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think you get... The I ride. think if you get there at 6 in the morning, I think you're getting to... See, don't, don't build up my expectations. Uh, no, I, no, I mean... But I, how long would you wait? Ah, uh, million dollar question. I don't think I will you wait a, an hour yeah. only for Me this. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Only for yeah. this. But I don't Nothing think you else. have a choice because when you show up at six o'clock, you don't, aren't necessarily going to know that there's an hour's worth of people in front of you Correct. or there's uh, like yes. two hours worth of people so in front of you. So this is my thing. Do you just beeline it for Smuggler's Run and then take pictures after you come out? I guess so. I don't know. That's the thing. There's so many. I, I want to say, sure, that's what I want to do. But I think it's hard not to have that, yeah. like that land, just take it in and see it. I, you know, well, and I life. will say again, a good opportunity to, if you've got park hoppers or you've got uh, multiple days, right? You could hit, go one day, hit Smuggler's Run and then, you know, do what right. you can on the way out. And then the next day, next time go and just kind of absorb. I, I, I'll tell you, I mean, um, only in the preliminary kind of feedback I've heard about Smuggler's Run, it's been good. I yeah. don't think it's been... We talked about Rise of Resistance. I mean, I think that's going to be the ride. Right. I think if if uh, we were reversing the rides right now, I think you'd wait in line for Rise of the Resistance for two hours. I think yeah. that's, that's what I think that ride's going to be. It's going to be the Avatar of Star Wars. Yes. I don't know if I would do that for Smuggler's Run. Right. Um, so... I don't know. To me, to me, the land itself is really supposed to be the experience. Yeah, right. It's I mean, so immersive. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, for me, we looked. We were in Toy Story Land at the beginning of January. I looked over the fence and I saw what looked like the real Millennium Falcon over. Right. You know, like what the hell's that over there? And that was just for me so exciting, and I didn't expect that. So I think that was that's probably going to be enough just to see the land and, yeah. and yeah. see everything. So maybe let's talk about that focal point. Uh, I mean, the centerpiece of the land has to be the Millennium Falcon, right? A life-size replication of the Millennium Falcon. It's going to, it's probably going to be one of the most photographed things in Walt Disney World for the next year. They, I'm pretty sure in Disneyland right now, and maybe for the previews, they have a photo pass photographer there. Yeah. Um, So that's how... If you're online, you're seeing all the people with their photos, with their lightsabers, or just posing in front of it with nobody else around. They were really smart and put um, 
PhotoPass photographer, I think that might be worth waiting a little bit to yeah. get absolutely. that photo. If it gives yeah. you the photo you without a get... hundred people yeah. beside you. Absolutely. And it might be worth paying that $20 just for that one for photo. One. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. if you're not going to get the PhotoPass. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, so the Millennium Falcon also kind of uh, is the is the center point of that main attraction that has opened that will open um, August 29th, uh, which is Smuggler's Run. So uh, so you're right in that it is not necessarily that innovative, um, because we've heard it's a lot like Star Tours. Yeah, yeah. or similar in that that it, you're right that it's, uh, it's motion that simulator. Space. You're you're in yeah. an adventure. Yeah. You're sitting in a cockpit. Uh, and and the story is happening in front of you. But also everybody gets get a different roles. job. Yeah. yeah. And that it does have an how you perform does have an effect on the outcome. Yes. So that's what I've heard. Oh, so God. that's interesting. Absolutely. And there are six people who sit in the cockpit at a time. Yes. Uh, so six people who can who can kind of experience it together. Uh, everyone has a different role. There's different buttons and levers to push. Uh, at specific times, and you're I'm right. I'm gonna push them all, yeah, all the time. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Our, I am our a story button is masher. gonna end up yeah. badly. Oh, I'm yeah. a but- button let's, masher. Let's be honest. Oh, I am absolutely crashing it into. Yes. Yeah, uh, I will mention there is a height restriction. It is 38 inches, um, so kids need to be at least that tall in order to to ride the attraction. Um, and we don't know when fast passes are re- being released, right? No. We or, haven't no. heard. Or right? if, yeah, yeah, really. I mean, Have I'd like to think that? there are, but. Ooh. But I don't think until it's going to be anytime anything. soon. Well, Ryan has a theory that they're not going to do it for like a while. I think they're really? not going to do That's what you them. said last night. Oh, I say lots of crazy things. I, I don't think that with the tiered system the way Hollywood Studios is right now, I don't know how they could. Mm. Do you think they'll shift it back? Here's the, This is something else we should touch on briefly for crowd control was the change of the tiers yeah. at Hollywood Which Studios. Which is just... Atrocious we, for yeah, fast passes. For fast passes, it. yeah. no, it's not it's it's not. So basically, you've got what j- all the rides, all except, the rides in tier one, except for Star Tours. Yeah, so you've got everything in Toy Story Land, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower um, of Terror, Tower, Tower of Terror is all tier ones, like yes. and then the rest. So Star oh. Tours plus. All that up-to-date uh, Voyage of the Little Mermaid. <laughs> That's right. Indiana Jones, oh, Frozen, so sing-along. Those are your fast passes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we yeah. think that they've done this um, to kind of disperse and put people in lines. Yeah. Put them in queues. So, if you can't get a fast pass to Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, um, I don't know, any of the Toy Stories, that means you're going to be waiting in line. Yeah. So, it should kind of make sure that the crowds are a little bit lower in Star Wars. Um but yeah, we've been talking a lot about like, so what do you do with all those shows? Because it's not really a big time saver. They're not, if you've been a lot, you don't really want to go see, I don't want to go see Indiana Jones again. Um, now we haven't right seen now, it in a long time, so we might it. end up doing yeah. it. It might be different, you yes. guys. It could be. You it could be involved. Better, you better. could it's be in the show. If you wear the Hawaiian shirt, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So yeah, I think and and I will say if you've never done the Frozen show and you have yes, little people, it's very good. You got to do it yeah, if you sure. have a Frozen and, fan. And but same with the uh, Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Yeah. It is and definitely updated. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. but one time yeah. is good. But yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's that fast pass tier system problem issue happening. So I don't think that they'll release fast passes until they release them for both Right, so I don't think we're going to see fast passes uh, for Smuggler's Run so until December fifth. Until well, oh, and I don't then even I think, think even then. after that, I think we're looking mid twenty twenty at the earliest. Yeah. 
uh, to be honest. I mean, that's purely speculation. Know. Who knows? But, they might uh, not even know. Yeah, I think a lot of it depends on crowds. Yeah. If they find that things are under control, they might release them. But to be honest, if they are, if it is busy, I think we're going to end up with uh, with no fast passes also, for, for a while. in Disneyland, Smuggler's Run has a single rider line. So I would expect the same at mm-hmm. Walt Disney World. Because, I mean, not everybody, you know, your family of uh, four... And a family of three. And a family of three isn't going to fill, like, it's too many for six spots. Right. So, so yeah, they're going to need people to fill extra seats here and there. So there likely will be a a, um, single rider line. I'm super giddy about it. I can actually use the single rider line. I don't have to take my stinky kids with me. It's going to (laughs) be so great. You don't have to take Ryan with you. That's right. You that's, can just. You know what? Right. I will be <laughs> more be than toast. happy to sitting in the cantina. Going to wave at me. Let's talk uh, about reservations. The reservations that opened. Do you think, or should we talk about Rise of the Resistance just before we get what there? What do we even know? So, Nothing. so here's the thing. Like, it's going to be epic. That's it's, all we know. Yeah. It's it's yeah. very secretive. But yeah. what Disney is hyping this hard? Yeah, it's true. In that there's a little there's a mystery around it. Yeah. Um, but what they are saying is that it is immersive. And something that is unlike anything that they've ever done before. And this is the Millennium Falcon ride. No, no this is the yeah. Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. So this is the ride that's the attraction that's opening on December 5th oh, okay. in Phase sorry, sorry, 2. Sorry. So um, essentially the the main plot of the, uh, of the attraction is that um, the Resistance is gathering recruits. Um, the, the first order is obviously trying to extinguish, uh, the resistance, um, and your mission in, uh, in an attempt to gather recruits and sort of join, join the resistance, um, is obviously going to be fraught with, um, twists and turns along the way. Uh, you, your transport, uh, officially, this is on Disney's website, your transport is captured by an imposing first order star destroyer with Kylo Ren on board. You're going to need all the help you can get, but fortunately, a covert team of resistance fighters is at the ready to give you a fighting chance to escape and a chance for the resistance to rise. Uh, you're going to see Ray. You're going to see Finn. You're going to see Poe. You're going to see BB-8. Um, this makes me think of the great movie ride. Yeah. Have you seen the vehicle? Like they've, they It's have, a big vehicle. It's a big square vehicle that people sit in lines, and I'm thinking it's going to kind of like summon up feelings of great movie ride and i'm wondering are there actors i would are there actors love in there? for actors to be in there but i'm assuming if we're going to see named characters they're either going to be like movies, uh, projections or um you know we've we've already seen in galaxy's edge in uh disneyland some really oh, advanced yeah. animatronics I think we're probably heading there for a majority of the characters. I'm holding out for actors. I think it is. I think it's going to like, I think there's a little bit of great movie ride there. Well, and when in January oh. we saw the rise of the resistance or like the resistance coming out. Right. Right. We saw in the, we saw stormtroopers come out and Ray was behind them and Chewbacca and stuff. And they were actors. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. And that's, I just wanted to sort of say, like, you know, if really all else fails, you can always go over to the launch bay because we haven't heard that that's going to change, right? Right. Yeah, and as of right now. I don't know. I We had never done that. And we did it this yeah. last trip and it was great. So, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, sure, there'll probably be lineups there too, but you would get to see, uh, we got to see BB-8, like walked right yeah. in to see mm-hmm. BB-8 and you can see Chewbacca and there's some, some memorabilia there. So, you know, not all is lost and if there's you that, don't that get what you want. But. photo op at the bar. There's mm. kind of just that, like, did you guys see that? It's just like 
there's some looks... good pictures that you can take even yeah. just with the the scenery in uh, in Launch Bay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Somebody, and uh... Lauren mentioned Darth Vader's coming back. Yeah. Right? So Kylo Ren is moving over into Batu in Galaxy's Edge. So uh, you'll be able to meet Darth Vader at Launch Bay again. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Which is awesome. Who wouldn't want yeah. that? Uh, so yeah, let's talk about uh, reservations that were opened up last week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they know, Disney knows that this is going to be a popular area. And uh, and especially for Walt Disney World crowds, um, they know that they had to start making some... Uh, some options available for uh, for reservations for some of the smaller pieces in in Galaxy's Edge. So there are a couple of experiences and one of the quick service locations that are smaller in numbers. They're limited to the number of people who can um, go in at a time. Uh, so in order to kind of temper expectations, they uh, Disney released reservations. Uh, and maybe let's start with the uh the lightsaber experience so savvy's workshop um is a a really intimate lightsaber building experience where you choose from four different sort of themed pieces that you can uh, use to build your your lightsaber um you get to pick your kyber crystal which is the the color um that uh, that your lightsaber is going to be um but this experience is capped uh it's a 30 minute experience i think uh all told from the time that you kind of get in to the time that you exit um and there are it's a really immersive building exercise yeah and the cost 200 us dollars wow per 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 person person who's building yeah like lightsaber so so they also know that because uh because this is an experience that people would want to uh, try their best to do without necessarily having to pay all the time. Uh, Disney has also capped. If you are, uh, if you have a reservation to build a lightsaber, you can bring one guest with you. Mm-hmm. So it's not, um, you know, one of the kids is building a lightsaber and the family of four gets to sit behind and experience the whole thing. It is one person who goes in with you. Also, very important to note. Um, if you know when you make a dining reservation, if it's a no-show, it's a ten-dollar fee. Um, this no-show fee is two hundred dollars <gasps> US. Yeah, you so are paying for it. So if you don't cancel this twenty-four twenty-four hours in advance, you are paying that full hefty price of two hundred dollars US um, with nothing. So you don't get please, so please do not cancel. book that reservation on your arrival day. <laughs> and very important. Ryan and I, when they released these reservations, I think we all experienced um, Disney's tech of having difficulties and yes. and uh, virtual queues and trying to get those coveted spots. So Ryan, in a haste, made us both reservations thinking that I would need one um, to As watch. the guest. So just for kind of capacity's sake. So Nope. Yeah, you really only have to make that reservation for the person who is paying and and going to be building a lightsaber. And then that person has the option to bring one guest in. Yes. But the issue that is uh, that we currently ran into was uh, you can only cancel that reservation. You can't modify it to just we couldn't modify it to remove me. Uh, so that was a call to guest services and. 
they this was also new to them so they did a really good job but they had to figure out how to maneuver it as well um so we were really thankful that they were able to remove me but their policy was to cancel and have us rebook um but the guest service cast member knew that the chances of us getting Ryan the reservation again at that time would be very slim. So just keep that in mind, read through all the like the fine print, read through the policies, just so that you know, you understand, because I just, I just think that like showing up and then being told I would have to pay 400 US dollars as opposed to 200 and not even being able to opt for like, well, no, I'll just take the cancellation fee, Yeah, you know, 10 or $20. No, it's the full amount. So yeah. I think that was really important. Maybe they will change it and make it easier to modify. But I uh, think they were worried about people kind of booking up every time slot. I and think then, so too. You know, either handing them out to other people or, or just or kind selling of them. And choosing. I don't know. Yeah. So there's another thing you can make too. It's not just yes. a lightsaber. You can also make your own BB-8, right? So yeah. not only BB-8, but uh, but the R2 units yeah. as well. So Is the that little the flat ones. No, uh, you can't. Some of them have the flat tops. Oh, no. <laughs> but essentially, at the Droid Depot, which is another reservation that you can make, um, you get the choice of building a BB unit or an R2 unit. Now what does that cost? So that is ninety nine US dollars. Oh, more. So we're getting a little bit cheaper. Do we know how long? that takes i'm going to assume that it I, it depends on how long it takes you to build right and how long I saw it takes them do it in a video and it was only a couple pieces yeah um, yeah the, in hard. terms of the actual like it's not a very intricate build they are right. large pieces that you're picking and choosing from but you get to customize your your unit so you choose if you want to do the the bb unit which is like the bb8 um sphere type uh, droid. Roly poly. Ro- yeah, <laughs> roly poly. Um, or you can do the R R style oh, yeah. uh, droid, which is more like R two D two. And there are customizable pieces, different colors, slightly different shapes. Um, you build it right there. There are the tools and instructions to kind of get you through that entire process. And then once you're done, they will pair it with a uh, a remote control that you can use to. Um, to control your I your think unit, they also kind of interact and respond to what's going on in the land. Yeah, absolutely, which is pretty yes. cool. Wow. Yep. So if you, um, you know, it's and it's specific to Galaxy's Edge. So if your droid walks, if you're walking past um, a certain animatronic and it says something, your droid might react um, on its own to to that space. And even with other droids that are built, uh, it they will interact with each other. That being said, uh, that only happens in Galaxy's Edge. If you build two droids and you take them home, they're not going to interact the same really? way. Really? Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But uh, <laughs> but that's part of the magic of being... Why are we all mad and walks past yeah. the dining room table? It doesn't mention anything about the dining room table. What the heck? Hashtag missed opportunity. Thought, but like yeah. with each other, if you have two, they're not going to like yeah. beep back and forth? Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Okay, okay, well... Talk, right. you guys. And then what are the restaurants? We are we are going to Oga's, right? Yeah, Oga's Cantina is the last of the reservations that they released um, this past week. So guests were able to make reservations at Oga's Cantina, specifically, I think, because it is so small. Um, yeah. You, know, it's you not, guys got one, right? It's not tiny, one. tiny. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but I think this is meant to be an intimate experience. Uh, yeah. If you remember back to... Um, Star Wars: A New Hope, the the cantina that Luke goes into. Sing the song. No. Come on. 
tried. What the the song that everybody plays? Yeah. Essentially, because you know that cantina is so small in the movies, they're trying to replicate that feel. It's meant to be a small, thin, or like a small lounge with not that many tables, not many booths, and mostly standing room only. But it is a lounge. It's meant to be very small amounts of food but mostly about the drinks yeah and yeah. very small amount of food right we're talking yeah. like oatmeal for uh, breakfast, for breakfast. <laughs> for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, oatmeal is not the only thing they, uh, they no, offer but they, but they don't have meals for that's right so breakfast have... uh yeah so i've got the menu up here yeah. uh, breakfast they have the rising moon's overnight oats and the <laughs> mustafarian yeah. uh lava roll right which is some sort of pastry right uh which is great uh, but that's the only food nourishment they offer all day correct uh for breakfast yes they do have the lava roll i think for lunch uh no actually they do have yeah that is right the, like that's that's their, the food that's that they food have for, there so so that's that which i find quite surprising i mean again it's a small space maybe there's a small kitchen uh again maybe it's just for turnover they want people kind of coming in coming out taking their drinks and going but just know that you're not going there to have a breakfast per se unless, it's not a big meal yeah no <laughs> unless you're really into oatmeal then then fill your boots so the so. other thing that's uh that's really important to remember is with this reservation specifically it uh it's for 45 minutes Yes. So it's not a sit down and and spend the afternoon there or it's spend also, a couple hours. Uh, it's also two drink max per person. Yeah, yes. obviously they don't yeah. want to serve people more than two drinks in 45 yeah. minutes. So I think that's smart and I think that's okay. But they are themed themed drinks. Yeah. And they're, uh, you know, they're takes on existing drinks as well as some new concoctions. So just taking a quick look, uh, some of the names of them are pretty... Uh, pretty funny. You get the fuzzy tauntaun, uh, the Jedi mind trick, the yub nub, uh, which sounds great. Uh, the Dagobah slug slinger. Like, I mean, they're all, they're all good choices. I will also mention they are expensive. Yes, you're they... talking fifteen to eighteen dollars for a drink. Yes, and what I see for one of the uh, the flights, you've got the menu up there. What is the I could be wrong. I, the flights uh, seem pretty. The uh, the Rondo rotation. Uh, oh no! Hang on. Let's see. I don't. I don't see a flight. Okay, here. maybe. Okay, the, I, I thought I saw a flight and it was like a hundred dollars. Um, but uh, maybe that wasn't it. I know they've got some souvenir cups as well. There's uh, um, different souvenir drinks that you can get. So. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, you know, a higher end drink experience, you know, really you should be going for the theming and the, and the, the immersion of, of being in the cantina. Yeah, it you will know. be intimate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, don't expect to be there, uh, for more than 45 minutes at a time, uh, at least I, to start. I think this reservation came out of, um, uh, what happened at Disneyland. It ended up having, uh, longer waits, I think, than Smuggler's Run. Yeah. Um, so they had to implement a, kind of a reservation, uh, virtual queue system right away. So I think Disney learned from that and they're kind of trying to head that off by, um, putting that reservation in place early. What I'm curious about is, uh, with these reservations, it doesn't explicitly say that it guarantees you um, entry into Star Wars, but what if you show up that day? Are you then responsible for those no-show fees? Like, 
the Savi's workshop, if you can't get into the land, are they going to waive that $200 fee? I'm pretty sure that these reservations uh, will give you access to, I would, um, I would say com- to the I'm land. I would say confident about that too. But only, only just but, before your reservation yeah. starts. So it's not like, um, you know, I have a reservation at one o'clock. Uh, why doesn't this guarantee me entrance to the land at 9 a.m.? Um, you know, if the land is at capacity, you're not going to get in there until 20 to 30 minutes before your reservation. So I would assume it's probably going to give you access to the land. Um, obviously there is a capacity, uh, but people are going to be coming and going kind of all day. Uh, maybe let's talk about one of the, or, or sort of the main quick service location, which is doesn't have reservations because it is so large it is going to be accommodating um quite a lot of people and that is the docking bay seven food and cargo so this is meant to be kind of the uh the big everybody can go and get food from this place uh because there's going to be tons of seating kind of like uh canteen in pandora yeah absolutely it'll give people the opportunity to find food at all times of the day they do have breakfast lunch and dinner um this is more of the reasonable kind of quick service prices uh just looking quickly at the entrees for lunch and dinner it's things like um the yob shrimp noodle salad which is a cold shrimp salad mm-hmm. uh the fried andorian tip yip which is a fried chicken uh dish uh the smoked kadu ribs uh which sound great uh and they do have a good option for vegan vegetarian yeah, so uh which is options. the um yeah the Felution garden spread which is a plant-based they're calling it a kef- kefta um yeah I I'll think, try something. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what, but I'll, I'm up for it. I'm, I'm, I am. That's a good... I can. Uh, I don't mind trying out any of the menus. Actually, yeah. the uh, the smoked ribs looked great. The yeah. blueberry corn muffin. So, yeah. I mean, the food looks great. Again, um, I'll be interested to see what happens if once, you know, kind of crowds... You know, we talked about Santuli Quintin uh, a couple shows ago and how they kind of revamped their menu and revamped kind of what yeah. they offered. Yep. Uh, will this happen with, with uh, Docking Base oh, yeah. exclusively? I'm too? sure we'll, we'll see. see something come and go. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what's popular. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's also another iconic uh, food in the land, and that is the, the milk stand. The blue milk and the green milk. Yeah. Who's interested? <laughs> Hands up. I'm I have... curious. I guess. I'm curious to have you try it and yeah. tell me what it's someone, like. That's basically where I'm at right now. It doesn't... I feel like this is like the... This is going to go on Instagram, so yeah. this is why I'm getting this. Yeah, but... I, it's hard to say whether this is actually going to be like, you know, as as signature as a as a Dole Whip no. or or I know when it's uh, a novelty yeah like when Gaston's Tavern opened in Fantasyland and they tried really hard to push LeFou's Brew as being like this big thing well it was their answer to the butterbeer yeah right so that's that's where again I think this is their, where they're coming from is again that quintessential every time you go you gotta get this right yes it's got to taste like butterbeer in order for me to try that every single time. So, right? I mean, yeah. So the blue milk is actually not a dairy product. Right. So that's that's good. Um, we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, anyone who has a dairy allergy. This is uh, this is good for you. It is they're calling it a plant based dairy blend of coconut and rice milk. Uh, and depending on whether you get the green or the blue milk, it will either be 
fruity characteristics or what, what they say, the zippy citrus and tropical characteristics. Zippy? Zippy. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely, I'm going to try it. It is okay. going to happen. You can also get booze in it. I think you can I get booze in that, one at I just don't uh, know Ogus? why you would go that far. I think you... To enjoy it. I think... Right? <laughs> right? I think I'd have to have booze before yeah. I decided to drink it. it. I will say that it looks... Um, and I mean, honestly, if somebody said to me, Ryan, this tastes amazing, you're yeah. going to have to try it. Then, for sure. But again, feedback has been that it's underwhelming. Again, yeah. try it for yourself. I'm yeah. not... I don't I want to implement also, you. People don't know what to expect. If you're expecting milk... Right. This is going to be weird. Yes. And Agreed. it's like a, like a slushy kind of, right? Yeah. Kind of? Uh, or m- more know. like a, I'm assuming like a smoothie Like type. a slurry yeah. is what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> it's really just... Uh, oh, you're not helping. <laughs> all right, we're going to, we have to try okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, we're also looking like the the blue and the green milk is seven ninety nine uh, US dollars. I don't know. If, right. Hey, if you wanted to booze it up, it'd be $14. Oh, and so. they look like kind of small servings, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean absolutely. they're not they're not so huge. So wait for fourteen, yeah. how many Dole Whips can I get? Ooh, more than one. At least two. I can't get two. Three, I think. Mm. Okay, maybe oh. not three. Well, floats? No, uh, floats. Yeah. We get unlimited. Ooh. Ooh. Anyway, we'll try it uh, more for like to come back and kind of say, okay, here's what it's like. But it's not uh, it's not the thing I'm excited about. No, of course not. Let's what's Ronto Roasters? Let's Ronto talk about Ronto Roasters. Uh, Ronto Roasters is funny because I think it was kind of like an add-on. Uh, you know, this is a really great opportunity to add another little food stand. Uh, I think in Disneyland they were not expecting it to be as popular as it was, but it is popular. Uh, but they make one thing really well, which is the Ronto wrap. Uh, and it looks delicious. And they have, yeah. they do have a morning Ronto wrap uh, for breakfast. Okay. Uh, but mostly for lunch and dinner, they have the uh, they have the Ronto wrap, which is a roasted pork, a grilled pork sausage, peppercorn sauce, and tangy slaw wrapped in pita bread. It sounds like something that you can get and then walk around the land. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Cool. And that's yeah. kind of like a turkey leg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I see that all the time. I just like to apologize for all the extra noise and the doors. We have five children in the house, so that's great. Too much. It's okay. You missed the blue milk. The the blue milk. Yeah, which is good. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, Yeah. grossed me out. That's enough Uh, of that. I I think. I think Lauren, you are going to be interested in the other thing that's available at Ronto Roasters, though, which is popcorn. No. Oh, jerky. Oh, I do. You know what? I do like jerky. There is a spicy jerky and a sweet jerky as well. I'll try them both. Yes. I don't care about the... How much is it? Uh, That is $7.50 for for the jerky. Uh, But I'm more into trying that than the blue milk. I think the Ronto wrap is the one that that people will go... It's really good, but it is... Thirteen dollars. So I want to be, f- wow. I want to be full. And I'm getting one of those. You're, it's, you're getting one of those. It's not with a drink. Is that a quick service item? Do we know? It is. Uh, it should be a quick service. It is a quick service restaurant. Okay. So you may get a, a drink along with it uh, if it's on the Disney dining plan. Okay. Uh, you right. should if yeah. it's. Yeah. Uh, if but it's, is yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is quick service. Um, but in terms of popcorn, you were thinking of Katsaka's popcorn yeah. stand. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know about the jerky. I don't think so. That's why I didn't even think about it. No, absolutely. The uh, 
and Katsaka's kettle is more, you know, this is a, this is a snack right. cart where you're going to get uh, fancy popcorn um, that you can walk around the, uh, the Black Spire yeah. outpost on Batu. Do you guys get popcorn, popcorn at Disney? No, I. You no, know why? It's funny because I know people who will buy the, you know, the the reusable container yeah. and throughout the week. I, I don't know. Popcorn is usually too salty. Now right. I will tell thirsty. you, um, right? It'll make me thirsty, and just like pretzels. But um, if it was um, like flavored popcorn, then I'd yeah. be, which which Katsaka's is, then yeah. maybe I'd be a little bit more yeah. for it. It's right? multicolored, so I don't really know what the flavors <laughs> yeah, are. Yeah, but... it's it's a, it's a purple and red flavor. Is what it is. So <laughs> it'll be uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, so I believe many... I, I believe I've heard that it's like a grape cinnamon. No. Grape well, cinnamon? I'm just saying, I could be wrong. Hey, look, I have been wrong before. It's purple and no, red. No, it might be. Wrong. It and might be. There's like, it's like the Chicago mix of Star Wars, right? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Okay. But they're, I, like, I know they're trying to, the they're mix. trying to do things here that are, pardon the pun, but out of this world. Right. Ooh. It yeah. is, uh, you know, they, they want it to feel like you have traveled to a galaxy yes. far, far away. Um, obviously, oh. we are at the galaxy's edge on Batu, right. so oh, so we've got to get out there. They're saying and grape and cinnamon. That's... I've heard that in, in terms of merchandise, um, like you're not gonna find Star Wars branded merchandise. It all says like Black Spire. Yeah, I I don't think you can find the words Star Wars no. anywhere in the land, and I mean for good reason because you're supposed to be immersed in this right. uh, in this story. And to be honest, no one in the movies ever says Star Wars. <laughs> right. So. Uh, so it doesn't really immerse you in the story if you see Star Wars kind of plastered everywhere mm-hmm. uh, around the land. Um, but there are tons of stores, right. like, and they're not—they're not all huge, but they all have something unique, right? So we uh, there's there's lots to there's lots to buy, there's lots to see, um, and it's everything from apparel. Uh, you've got collectibles. Um, pins, obviously, toys are going to be a big one. Um, oh, there's like the build, yeah, yeah, build it. What build, build a an animal? Not an animal. No, you, you don't build it, but you oh, can you purchase can like uh, creatures. Right, the creatures, uh, like like the banshees in Pandora. Yeah, you can't get banshees in no, on no. Batu, but no, uh, but similar to that experience. And purchase. Yes, you can. In the creature shop, you do. Right. There are porgs that you can buy. Um, there are the um, you know, you can buy nerfs if you're, uh, if you're not the, not the nerf guns, but the nerfs are like the furry animals and, and whatnot. Uh, yeah, there's, there's honestly, it's going to take a lot to, to kind of explore. Uh, but obviously there's also going to be places where you can buy lightsabers. Um, you can buy additional kyber crystals for, if you have gone through Savvy's workshop and built your own and you want to buy different colored crystals, uh, apparently you can you can buy uh, packs of them and they oh, are... I'm going to buy myself like BB-8 ears or something. Oh, I'm sure they... No, they already not. have that, don't they? No, you're no, I want something. I want something really special. No way. Yeah, like... yeah this is the time. No. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and this is what will happen. And then she'll be like, $68, I'm not getting that. And Get out of here. All right, that's how the that's conversation right. will end. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's an important note that like we are Canadian and so that American dollar is yeah. like pretty painful right now. I had, I got 1.35 as my exchange rate, Ouch. I think. Yeah. 
It hurts, people. It hurts. Yeah. But. So we've got to be selective. Um, that being said, I'm I'm still building a lightsaber. Oh yeah, of course yeah. Right. It's, yeah. it's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you I'm, better like have a case for it after. And you better but... sleep with it at night. Well, yeah. so that's that's the other thing. You can't normally with most stuff. You can send it back to your resort. You cannot with the lightsaber. They you also, have to carry it around with you during the day. Yeah, they won't hold it at the front of the um, wow. like the front gate either because it's considered um, a custom item. Yeah. So just be prepared uh, when you make that. That lightsaber, you are carrying it with you. And not all the attractions, you can bring it on with yeah, you. I don't know which ones in the you rest can't. Of, in bring the rest of Hollywood Studios. You'll discover which ones after We're you make We're going to find out. <laughs> Ryan's yes. just going to make a quick trip back to the resort yeah. and drop it off and then come on back. Put it in the safe. Put it in a safe. We'll, I'm we'll more concerned you know about the flight on the way home, to yeah. be honest. But, yeah. uh, but as long as I don't end up with a broken lightsaber... I'll be I'll be a happy. So you guys are going October. Yeah. yeah. And you've got you're going to go early. You've got your Ogas. That's Cantina right. Reservation. Yep. We're yep. going September. Yeah. Um, About a week and a half to two weeks so after we'll, it opens. I think it like I think it will be fun to kind of come back. Absolutely. After we have we both experienced it, especially a little bit like you'll kind of be the in between point where it, it will have been open for a little bit, but mm-hmm. no rise of the resistance yet. Right. And we'll just like we'll compare and we'll um, talk yeah. about we'll have a we'll have a new strategy guide yeah. uh, once we've both been to right. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I think that's yeah, probably, probably a yeah. good spot to end right now. Yeah. That is a lot that we already know about Star Wars Galaxy's yeah. Edge, but I think we are. Uh, I think it's safe to say we're all excited. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, on that note, I want to thank you for listening. This has been our bonus episode on what we know about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Walt Disney World. Uh, on behalf of myself, Ryan and Lauren, and Ryan and Lauren, uh, we are the Double Doubles, and you've been listening to Dole Whips and Double Doubles. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to you joining us again next time. Thanks.